Welcome to show 67 of the Cloth Table Podcast. Today I'm joined with Latifa from the Maldives. Also, P.S. Audio quality could be better. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering from parents, brands, and retailers around the world. We've just had a jam-packed couple of episodes where we've talked with amazing cloth diaper brands from Charlie Banana to Baba and Boo and Assembly Baby. Today, however, is a cloth diaper parent story. We're bringing it back around for a full circle, and we're talking with a mom from Malaysia. I am so excited for today's story. It was so awesome to get to connect with a follower, somebody who's been listening to the show for a long time, as well as a mom from another part of the world. So much of our cloth diaper experience is just what we know on our street. So this show is just going to be pretty awesome old school conversation we kind of talk a lot about a lot of different things i'm not sure if there's like a moral of the story as much as it's just sitting down and sharing if you're subscribed to my newsletter you might be surprised that i'm sharing this story uh from malaysia because on the schedule it was supposed to be cooper rose i really wanted to share cooper rose today being the week coming up to earth day because she is an incredibly eco-friendly and sustainable brand but for some reason I lost the Zoom recording. So Darren and I are going to sit down again and we will try to record and get that out to you. I did receive one of her diapers and I do plan on publishing the review this week so follow me on social media to learn more about that fitted diaper. Today's episode of the Cloth Diaper Podcast is brought to you by Lily and Frank Diapers. Lily and Frank Diapers creates handcrafted fitted cloth diapers in Langley, BC. That's pretty close to where I live. Well, not super close, but more close than Malaysia. (laughs) These handcrafted Canadian fitted diapers are luxuriously soft, incredibly cute, and most definitely absorbent. Available in a wide selection of sizes, styles, and prints, the Lily and Frank fitted diaper is a must-have for those looking for a nighttime-worthy diaper. You can check out the review about how absorbent and how awesome I think this diaper is over at www simplymombailey.com where I recently published a review of the Lily and Frank OBV fitted for nights. If you would like to shop Lily and Frank, you can visit lilyandfrank.com. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, or join their Facebook community at Lily and Frank Chat. This week is Earth Day week, which means some of the best, most important sales of the year. We are seeing some of the biggest discounts at cloth diaper retailers and brands to help you get going on your cloth diaper journey. This is a great time to build your stash, a great time to support small retailers and businesses, and a great time to make some switches over in your life. Some sales have already started and some have not. So if you are following me on social media, I will be resharing anything that I see. I also have a list over at theclothtaperpodcast.com for you to learn more about Earth Day 2021 sales. I can't wait to support the entire industry this Earth Day and find some great ways to share with you. There will also be the Great Cloth Diaper Change. Come join Anna and I over on Facebook for this year's event. You'll find that link on Facebook again. That is April 24th at 11 a.m. And the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge will be the next coming up in May. I have some fun guests coming up on the show as well as a full week of amazing interviews with diaper banks and incredible people who are doing a lot 
lot of important work towards diaper need in the United States. Uh, I think that is about it. My name is Latifa Adnan and I started cloth diapering, um, full-time cloth diapering when I got my second baby. Mm -hmm. But I had been interested in it with even with my first baby, but I, it was not accessible to me back then. But I had like started dreaming about it and I, uh, by the time my elder son was almost out of diapers, and we only needed emergency diapers and stuff. So at that time, I was able to buy some, uh, not the small ones, the like the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. okay. And so I only used them for traveling and stuff. And then he, he stopped using them like really soon. And... And then I got my second baby and... Um, Why were cloth diapers not accessible for you for your first oh, baby? Yeah. It was not accessible because I had just gone through a divorce and I was financially struggling and I had received no support. Like everyone around me was like, they didn't understand why I wanted the cloth diaper. They're like, it's so much work. Like, why would you want to do that? Like nobody understood. Uh, I guess they, they felt like um, disposables are such an such a convenience right so yeah, yeah nobody really understood why i wanted to do it gotcha that makes it that's totally reasonable part of your journey i was kind of curious about what it was uh -huh. so it was the the finances of diapering felt unattainable so you're uh -huh. in the maldives correct when yes. we talk about the finances of cloth diapering versus disposable diapering, what does that kind of look like for you? Um, is it that the upfront cost is too expensive or is it the long-term cost? Yeah, I, I wanted to tell you how it was made possible for me. Yes. Actually, when I got pregnant the second time with my second baby, that was my second marriage. And uh, I had gotten really sick and um, I was saving, we were saving money for the delivery of the baby. So I had like, I had given up hope, you know, I thought I would not be able to buy the diapers. And then uh, I asked one of my friends actually uh, whether she knew anyone who were willing to donate. It was like my last shot, you know. I didn't think it would work at all. And then uh, actually she is one of my biggest inspirations. She, uh, she is also on Instagram and she cloth diapers full time her both uh, daughters. So she actually gave me uh, the diapers I started with. So it was so sweet of her. Uh, she gave me like um, maybe 10 or more diapers. And I started with those. And then after the delivery and uh, I, I didn't have to save it anymore. So I got some more money and then I bought some more for myself. And only after that was I able to full-time go diaper. Before that, I was part-time doing it, even when I wanted full-time. So yeah, that's how I started. Hey. So cool, right? <laughs> that's it's so cool to have a friend who is able to help you start clothing for the class that's so amazing to have somebody in your life who can support you in that way and that's probably what you were missing with your first day is um and the the funny thing is i have never met her we only got fr uh, we became friends through instagram you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yes yes a lot of people i only know you, through you instagram know <laughs> you should totally have her on your show because uh, she actually like i have seen her traveling to different islands and um spreading awareness about it and like encouraging other people to do it oh, okay so, and then yeah. so is i'm going to take it then that cloth that bring is not super common in your area and it's not but it's trending now so people are being interested <laughs> that was actually one reason i wanted to do it too it was so like it looked cool biggest I mean, reason for me was uh, obviously taking care of the environment mm-hmm. and the second reason was uh, i thought it could cut costs it's definitely becoming a little bit of a trendy thing what type of diapers are you using latifa and how do you wash them and what what does that look like for you on a day to day bit uh life All right. So, um I started with the Gina piece. Okay. Uh I loved those. I mean, and they were so cute. And uh <laughs> actually my friend gave me uh those uh, she gave me three Gina piece and these um biodegradable disposables. Like we could dispose them, but uh they were biodegradable. Are you familiar with those? Have you seen You know them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, biodegradable Grovia, I know in North America makes them and Flip. Uh they're becoming a little bit less uh-huh. common, but they are right, still around. So, yeah. I started with those and then when I ran out of them, them I started with the uh, inserts. I think they're microfiber, but I'm not sure. Probably. Uh so I we started with that and I was uh, I had a C-section, so I was still um and I had complications too so I was still recovering <laughs> I was yeah I was recovering so my husband mostly did that like uh, we were washing them by hand and uh, at that time we were um in the capital it's called Malay city so there uh, how do I put it like it's very congested so you don't get a lot of sunlight it's like a bunch of you know it's a concrete jungle people say it's a concrete jungle so the buildings are really high you get you don't get a lot of sunlight so it was like um it was really like when i think about it now it was so fun like we would um hang the inserts to dry in a particular spot where only the the direct sunlight would fall only on one spot so we would like position the a hanger there and we would try to dry the inserts there so it started like that. i didn't even think about yeah and then uh, one more thing like uh, in that house i was staying in my sister's house then so um uh, because i don't live there right i live in another island so i don't live in the city okay i went there to deliver so in that in that house the sink was pretty big and the that it was really easy to wash the inserts there so at first we that was what we were doing and then later when he outgrew the gene apis we switched to i think it's called uh all in one or pocket not all in one pocket diapers yeah okay where you put the insert inside mhm that one so those are actually my favorite i tried to use prefolds because the friend who gave me the diapers she uh she speaks very highly of those but i just couldn't get them to work like maybe i wasn't folding properly maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just didn't like them very much That's also okay. the washing part the washing part was harder with them so i just um stuck to the pocket diapers and i never used the prefolds after that 
So, um, and there were uh, these two diapers. I, I, I don't know what they are called again. It has a frog at the back, and it, it the the material is definitely different from the microfiber inserts. I think maybe it is bamboo fiber or something. Okay. I'm not sure. So they they leak, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they're. I'm not saying. I I didn't mean leak. I mean they are not waterproof like the other one. So I think maybe it needs a cover and I cannot seem to fit it properly. <laughs> so I I didn't use them as well when I first started. So you've tried a bunch of different diapers, hey? Trying to find yes. something that doesn't leak and that is easy for you to wash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, I've been using um, the pocket diapers. And remember when I told you that I bought uh, the big diapers for my first baby when he yes. was almost out of diapers. So that one was actually Cushy's brand, okay? So that one has uh, uh, a lot of uh, padding inside. So, okay. uh, and it has uh, like to the attaching part, it has, uh, I think it's called stiff, something that sticks. So it's it doesn't have buttons or anything. So I started using those big diapers for my um, a little, a smaller baby, even when it he didn't like it, it. It wasn't a good fit, but I was still using it because I wanted to switch to full time so, so bad and I didn't have enough diapers. Right. Uh-huh. But uh, but then uh, when I started washing them, that part where you attach it, it got worn out. Okay. So I, I can't I can't use that anymore. So, so what I did was I took out the frog diapers that I said, which I didn't like. (laughs) So I'm using those for his nighttime. Okay. So you're doing a little bit of incredible problem solving to try to figure out (laughs) what and how to make this work. So my question is like, is, do you, you don't, your hand, are you still hand washing? Is hand washing no, part no. of a normal oh, yeah. life? I, I didn't complete that part, right? <laughs> That's okay, okay. So yeah. when we, we, we were hand washing. And then uh, at that time, there was um, an outbreak of COVID in Male City. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't come uh, directly to our island without a quarantine stay at another island. So we had to stay in a re- at a resort. So it's one of those luxury resorts. So the government was like keeping people in those resorts uh, for like, yeah, it was a vacation for us. (laughs) So so you can imagine the size of the sink there. It was again, pretty big. And uh, we had lots of space, lots of sun. So uh, by then I had like started recovering and I started washing as well. But I still had this like disgust because, you know, this disgust you feel during pregnancy, it doesn't go away. Uh, right after you get birth, right? So I was still a bit disgusted with poop and everything, but um, I was uh, washing with my husband too. So that that was fun. And then after we came to our like home, uh, to our island, original like where we live, uh, we don't have such a big sink, right? So we actually started uh, trying to hand wash. We tried to hand wash, but it wasn't working for us. So we switched to um, using uh, a machine, like it's an auto machine, like you don't have to take it out or anything. Just put it in, just 
press some buttons and that's it. Is that okay? So I excuse my naivety because I don't know what life in the Maldives is like. Is an automatic what well, is an automated washing machine um a normal part of day-to-day life or a luxury item or what what is that? It it is pretty normal uh, these days now. Yeah, it used to be a kind of a luxury thing when I was younger, but now it's get uh, becoming normal. And I when I I wanted to tell you something about the wash routines. I read yes. your article, and I thank you so much for writing it. Like I was doubting myself. I was like, I didn't know what a wash routine is until <laughs> until this week. Because someone else was posting about it. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Am I doing this wrong? Like, am I washing the diapers wrong? But uh, after reading your article, uh, I was like, ah, so you went into cloth diapering, not really knowing what to do or how to do. You're just kind of winging it. I am winging it, yes. Because... You know what? That's amazing. That's Actually, fine. Um, uh, the friend I was talking about who gave me the diapers, she she also didn't talk about wash cycles or anything. And I did uh, look at a few YouTube videos and they just showed that um, just put, put the diapers in the machine and wash. Like nobody talked about uh, washing once or twice or anything. Only until recently I found out and I, I was doubting myself. And so at the right time, I ran into your I mean I stumbled upon your article so that's great (laughs) (laughs) well it's great that you were doing the right thing to begin with that you trusted in yourself and that you were trying to figure out wash routine Um, because it doesn't I mean I feel a little bit silly because I write about wash routines from a very North American perspective and so uh, I never want to assume though that that is going to work for Uh other parts of the world well uh, what do you how do you dry, like, do you get a lot of sunlight? Because here it's it's pretty sunny, like, all almost all the time. So uh, so I think I, uh, I saw one of your um, articles again. I think it was a podcast where some woman, off, uh, she was living off the grid and she struggled with uh, not being able to get sunlight. Do you also struggle with that um, problem? Yeah, I mean, yes, it's, it's 10 a.m. or it's 9 a.m. and it's still dark um in north america i would say that if you're living on the grid it's really common to have a dryer so i wash i dry everything in my dryer um Uh and so So, like the dryer is a really important part of my lifestyle so it's the sunshine might not actually come out today because we're having a snowstorm If we might, I might not see the sun today. Uh, I cannot even imagine. Yeah, that's, that, that, that happens. So when you say you you have a dryer, so even we like in our automatic washing machines, it 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 spins like at the end after washing, it spins. Okay, so it's not like mm-hmm. fully soaking wet when we take it out, but it still has some uh, water in it, and we have to hang it to dry. So when you say you have a dryer, is that the same kind of thing? No, no, it's 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 um, um another separate machine All that right. has a, a heat, a heating element in it. And it it, it uh, I'm trying to know like how to describe a dryer and it just like it has a heating element in it and it rotates and it, it, it spins like a washing machine, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but with air until the items are dry. And usually they have like air dry or high so when you take it out it's, it's completely, completely dry. dry oh my god i didn't know things like that existed so you're not 
You do not need the sun at all? No. All right. So um, so one of my friends who lives in the city, like in Malay City, she told me that um, it's really hard to do claw taper in there because of lack of sunlight. So one of those dryers would be good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So dryers, dryers tend to be, they're very energy intensive. So they use a lot of electricity. So they can be, um, they can be quite expensive to run, but there's not a lot of options. A lot of families though, in North America will just hang to dry inside without sun, but the sun really helps. The sun is a really great, so it does really help, but I can see why it would be struggle. And I wonder a few weeks ago, I had Romy from Argentina on the show and we were chatting about cloth diapering. I never, I never really thought about it. It's interesting to think about talking with you about this impact of city life and being not able to get the sunshine because of that urban jungle and how that really limits a lot of options. Like things I never thought about and that are, as your friend said, really a struggle Mm -hmm. for her. So actually uh, like it only adds to it only adds like to the already piling up reasons as to why like people wouldn't even try it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, but how long, my question would be like, is our disposable diapers, have disposable diapers been around for very long in the Maldives for um, generations? I have never seen anybody using cloth like oh, um, really? until, you know, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Until Instagram. Hey, the globalization of the world is such an interesting conversation in itself, too, right? Like learning from other women around the world. Yes, it's such a it's such a great thing, actually, right? Like, imagine if I hadn't like um, stumbled upon your website or like my friend. Like, I would still be like sitting at home and thinking, oh, I wish I could cloth diaper and then not being able to do it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but you're, it sounds like you're doing a fantastic job in navigating through the resources that you do have and how you can figure it out yourself. And that's uh, really inspirational, Latifa, because it's something that I really, I really want women to know that they can, they can do it even without the internet that they can trust in themselves to do it. So what has been something that's been like a huge surprise about cloth diapering that you never thought that's been just, you're like, wow, I never thought cloth diapering could could do this for my family. Um, hand washing. Like I, <laughs> I never thought like getting poop out would be so easy and- Oh really? Just wash, yeah. I thought it would be like stuck to it and you know, I wouldn't be able to remove it. <laughs> I thought it would be the machine's job, but actually hand washing is so easy. Like if, if we had like a lot of space and a big sink, (laughs) a big sink makes a huge difference with hand washing the right amount of space to get. I keep, I keep bringing up the sink because it's like, I have a certain health issue, which it's difficult for me to sit down and bend and do stuff, you know? So, I, I can do stuff like uh, standing. That That's that's why I keep bringing up the sink. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> hey, we don't really know. That's fine. Everybody comes into cloth diapering with their own kind of uh, life spot that they're in. So when you go, I guess it's been kind of a hard year with the pandemic, hey, and um, finding support systems. I was going to say, if you were to go meet other women, what would be that conversation around cloth diapering? 
or around diapering in general? I, I'm not sure I got your question. What What's the feeling? What's the What's the trend? Like if you were to meet other women and you talk about cloth diapering, is there an instant sense of um, disgust or shame or excitement? Like what What do your friends think when you talk about cloth diapering? All right. Well, most people are like in how do I put it? Like, they're really surprised, actually, that someone would willingly, you know, when they have such a convenient option, why would anyone, like, stop using that? And, like, when we say cloth diaper, people usually think it's the flats, you know, the ones our uh, mothers and people used to use. And they they imagine that that hassle, you know, that why would we choose to... Um, mm-hmm. Like, why would, why would we choose that hassle when we have such a convenient option? And then when we, and then the other thing that surprises them is how beautiful they look, like, like right? Like the prints and the colors and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everyone tells me, like, when you said cloth diaper, I, I thought it's like the white cloth that people used to use. These are so beautiful. And then they ask, like, they usually ask, like, how do you do this? And then I show them the, insert and how I put it in so I try to promote it with everyone who asks but (laughs) so you're having the same conversations that we're having in which we're trying to be like hey no cloth diapers have come a long way since our parents they are these really cool beautiful things usually I I don't have a lot of um, real life interaction with people because so I'm living in my husband's island so I didn't grow up here so I only married him uh like two years back and I moved here. So I don't have a lot of friends in this island as such, but then online, uh, I do try to like, I do have friends and I'm able to get in, uh, have in-depth conversations about things. So here it's like, um, in real life interactions, it's a very short, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's hard when you move to a new place uh yeah. that's not where you grew up yeah I uh I live in a town where I didn't grow up and it's it's taken a long time to kind of get comfortable with people in that journey um what is my quick curiosity is the cost of disposable diapering what is the cost of disposable diapering compared to the cost of cloth diapering for your family um it's definitely cheaper to get disposables you know okay yeah. Uh, so, but then in the long run, like if you, especially if you plan to use it for uh, all of your children, then it's definitely cheaper. Mm-hmm. But then, then, but then there is the um, electricity aspect. Yes. And the detergent aspect of it, as, aspect of it too. So I'm not sure. Like, to family. I'm not sure it's cheaper to do cloth anymore but then i saw again i saw one of your um posts it was about receiving blankets so i i think i'm gonna i'm i might try that because i my my stash is pretty small i need to increase it but i don't want to like buy an expensive one i don't want to buy expensive diapers again so i might you know yeah repurposing old materials is a great way to save your cost yeah but i never thought um receiving blankets could be used as diapers anything that absorbs (laughs) 
Anything that absorbs liquid, you can use as a as a cloth diaper. I think like t-shirts, receiving blankets. Like if it absorbs pee, then you can you can fold that up and you can use it as a as a diaper. Are do a lot of families in the Maldives struggle to afford diapers? That's a really big conversation that we have in North America. Is that? Um, I actually don't know. I don't okay. think. I don't think so. Like. I don't, I don't think so, except that's, like, hey, that's the fair. really poor people, maybe. That's always, and I know a lot of cloth diaper brands in the U.S. and in Canada, or especially in the United States, talk about diaper needs. So I'm always curious about how uh-huh. that looks in other parts of the world. And so, but yours kind of shaping the story that disposable diapers are a super kind of affordable and convenient way for our families. And so choosing to do something a little different has been an interesting journey for yourself. Like, don't get me wrong, okay? When I say um, affordable, um, it's not, like, really, really cheap. But compared to buying cloth diapers, it's definitely cheaper, I think. Like, that initial investment you have to uh, spend, like, if you are planning to full-time cloth diaper, before you get your baby, like, if you have to buy a stash, then that cost is pretty high, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I think uh, what you uh, mentioned about receiving blankets or even old cotton t-shirts, I think if we could like um, pitch that idea to people, then uh, people might be interested in that. Like instead of yeah, buying, yeah these hi-fi brands, you know? And I think that was a conversation that I was really having with Romy from Argentina the other day, too. And mm-hmm. um, somebody else I had on the show, too, we were really talking about needing to shift a lot of our conversations from always needing to buy new to the fact mm-hmm. that we can repurpose. And then sometimes the only thing that you need to buy new is the waterproof cover or mm-hmm. the waterproof pocket diaper, right? It's just that's a lot of... Um, that's a big shift in conversation. It can be, it's a, I know here in North America, it can be sometimes uncomfortable for people to talk about repurposing and reusing things. So it's can be a is, bit of a challenge. Is that like a taboo kind of thing? Like I think it's just like, like a that? sense of pride thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. And now you've got me thinking about like global economies of cloth diapers. A lot of the cloth diapers that you've mentioned today are big international brands where do people buy cloth diapers if you were to buy if you had some money today and you wanted to buy a brand new cloth diaper Uh where would you go that's and that's a great question uh my friend who gave me the diapers she said she bought all of them online she brought it from abroad and the other ones that i bought afterwards i bought it from um instagram pages like instagram shops you know so even they would bring from abroad. Okay. But Is there I, anybody uh, locally? Do you know? Like in the Maldives? Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. We don't. We actually don't produce a lot of stuff here. It's a tiny, teeny place. We, we the but the only thing we do produce is um fish and fish products fish and fish i know i had googled my husband and i was talking this morning i was like i have a phone call with a woman from the maldives and from hong kong today uh-huh. where are the maldives and I, he was like this is gonna be like super embarrassing for some reason i thought you were i thought the maldives were european and he was like no no i think it's asia bailey and i was like okay a lot of people actually mix it up with mauritius or people think it's from um, Middle East. You're so you're off the coast or of India. India. 
Uh-huh. Okay, that's we, definitely we not where I thought. To India, but then we are not like Indians, like at all. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of cloth diapering going on in India right now. A lot of they brands. Are? Yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Um, I've worked with Super Bottoms from India, mm-hmm. and the Great Cloth Diaper Change is coming up, and there are a lot of Great Cloth Diaper Changes that happen in India. So the cloth diaper conversation in India is um, is changing. Okay, you guys are, this is a super tiny, this is a super tiny country. Yes, like I said, it's a really tiny place and we don't manufacture a lot of things. So here the two most biggest industries are the tourism industry mm-hmm. and the fishing industry. So a like, lot of your... Have you heard of people coming to these seven-star resorts and stuff? I, well, Google showed me some beautiful resorts. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is not how life is like for locals. <laughs> Make no mistake. That is only the resorts, only, you know, meant for the really rich people. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, in small countries like this, I would see that life would be very different than these beautiful blue ocean resorts um does that mean that all of your goods and services are shipped in or flown into the country actually i think a lot of like a lot of stuff is imported like there is a farming going on too but then you know even most of the food is um imported like i said it's only tourism and fishing that which are like the main biggest two industries you know what what do you guys do what do you guys do for your weight like where do where does garbage go in the maldives we burn it (laughs) oh open burning it's terrible really i mean uh like in the islands mostly the uh compostable waste they throw it in the ocean and the other stuff that can be burned it will be like in an open burning setting it's really sad but does that make like, the air pollution pretty bad? Not as bad as like, not so bad that people realize it's bad, but obviously it is bad. <laughs> 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 I think it's, you know, like out of sight, out of mind. It's all right. It's all good. Okay. But then I'm proud to say that we have um, NGOs and people trying to raise awareness and actually do things even in the policy making level, you know. Recently, yeah. a president actually did um, ban certain single-use plastic uh, items as well. And in some islands, they do have recycling plants and um, interesting things are going on, but it's way too slow. You know, we're in a climate crisis, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are the, are the Maldives a place that's at risk for um, ocean level rising and disappearing? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's really unsettling. Like even, uh, from, from, from a very young age, like uh, people keep telling us, you know, like our islands are sinking. And then I try to like block it out. You oh, know? okay. <laughs> but it's a very it's scary really- thought. I grew up in an area where earthquakes are really prominent and we just like kind of just ignore that. We just, let's not talk about uh-huh. that. Let's just, we'll just keep living <laughs> so our that's life. That's exactly what we are both doing. Like, 
you're using denial as a coping mechanism, I guess. <laughs> yes, maybe not the healthiest choice, but uh, important <laughs> to recognize in this yes. in this conversation. Okay, this is this is um, this is super interesting. Learning a lot about the Maldives, um, about what life is like. I think these are really great conversations. I know we before I hit the record button, Latifa, you were like, I'm not sure what I can offer, but what you have offered is a great insight into what diapering might look like in another part of the world about um things that about your journey i think your journey in exploring cloth diapering is really empowering and a good reminder that we don't need to know all the answers and we can just trust in ourselves to figure out what we're doing and if somebody was listening from around the world today what's like your one big like what's that one thing latifa that you would tell a new mom about cloth diapering um, I would say, like, if you are interested even a little bit, then just go for it. Like, dive right into it, you know. Because you, if you heard what I was talking about, you must have known that I had pretty much no idea what I was doing. But then, you know, there was a lot of trial and error. I was experiencing problems with leaking and all that. And I just, you know, I didn't tell anybody. I just tried to fix it like me and my husband. We both like talked with each other and we used trial and error to overcome all of that because we knew like the moment we tell someone else, you know, it's leaking. They're like, yeah, I told you it's going to leak, you know. So we didn't want to um, face that, you know. So after like uh, my baby is now nine months. So we've been uh, uh, part-time doing it from two months and full-time I think maybe four months. So now I think I've, I've got it figure, figured out. So yeah, if I can figure this out, like I'm still figuring things out. So it's best to just dive right into it with the resources that you already have. And you started part-time for a little bit there until you could get the resources that you needed to go full-time. You found that balance. So you didn't let that fact that you couldn't go full-time stop you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. That, that is, that is actually, I have to thank, uh, thank the people like you and my friend and people on the internet for that actually, because <laughs> there were like, there are so many encouraging posts, like you don't have to go full time. Like it's not an all or nothing thing, this cloth diapering. So, uh, encouraging messages like that really helped me. I don't even know over my journey in cloth diapering somehow that became something that I decided needed to happen and I don't even know I cloth diapered full-time I don't even know where that message came from but you're one of so many people who says like it's so amazing to hear that I can just do it part-time um I can just casually go into it um Thank you, Latifa, for sharing your story with us about cloth diapering in the Maldives, about your journey through cloth diapering. I think wherever you are in the world, the story had a little bit to offer, and I hope that you enjoyed the perspective. A lot of this show is going to repeat again when I chat with Pam from the Philippines. I've had a really global and international kind of year with talking with parents around the world about cloth diapering and can't wait to continue to bring you more stories if you love the cloth diaper podcast be sure to come follow us on social media come and participate in the stories and i'm always looking for more guests i'm always looking for written guest posts and i would love it if you shared your story